Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Celeste Barber, great, Janet Jackson, Nasty Boys, great song. You like to go to Kids Bop Kids, that's their Sammy Hagar I'd go to. I went to see the Doobie Brothers. I'd probably go again. Good old Whitney Cummings. Yeah. Train and Ario Speedwagon. There's so many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Wow. That is a good, that's a good deal. You got to yep. visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. What is it? Livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Yes. Tina Fey. One thing I remember about her, just a quirky little aside. I was on Oprah, the one and only time, with Tina Fey, Chevy Chase, Jane Curtin, and Tracy Morgan. And uh, one thing I remember, they go, Chevy's kind of weird. They asked me to try to really be animated on the show, like just be funny rather than be interviewed. Because they thought Chevy was kind of quiet or weird. Oh, they wanted you to amp it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, amp it up because we're, we're scared, you know. But anyway, I remember uh, Tina just uh, telling me afterwards she was going to the airport on, on a regional jet, and I, you know. Because when you when you do Saturday Night Live, Lauren Michaels always had the Paramount jet. And you yeah. Could, but she never went on it because she said it was like a flying car. Scared the shit out of her. The Paramount jet? Yeah. I was fucking well, just a jizzing to get on that thing. jet. Oh, yeah. I got on that thing. I know, because sometimes they're so small. It's like an MRI with wings. You just lay there like, kang, 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 What you don't want to hear, because you can hear stuff, you don't hear a commercial jet. And I fly commercial all the time. Sorry. First world problem. But is that if there's something wrong, you hear it. So I've been in a private jet, just two guys up front, look like they're 26 right out of film, so, sorry, Pilot aviation school. school. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear, pull up, pull up. Oh, I've heard that pull too. Pull up, pull up, you know. Have you heard this? Traffic, traffic. Traffic, traffic, pull up, pull up. Get out and of the it was fucking just way. Sense memory of being in high school, getting busy with a woman. She says, pull out, pull out, pull out. That was a joke. You <laughs> that could, was all that way that for that? All, no, no, that was an ad lib. It's got a half smile. We have editing capability. Um, I would say Tina's so lovely, smart, quick on her feet. We do voice text sometimes, always just casually, very funny without trying. So love, uh, love, she, love she talking to her. Reeks of of intelligence. Yeah. Uh, and I just did an animated show with her called Mulligan and voiced the character. And um, she was on the zooms a lot, so she's really funny. Has great voices, and and of course her Sarah Palin moment historically as a match between a person and a character was, you know, maybe the top yeah. political match. I did Perot, but I needed a nose and ears and stuff. But she was like- And now you look exactly like Perot. <laughs> By <laughs> the way, there's a really good script out for a Perot movie or series really? on live streaming from a really good writer that they want me to do, but I don't have time. I go, why, I, I go they go, why not? I go, well, I, I got this podcast with Spade. Cut to Spade running to the audition. <laughs> <laughs> can i finish one time what it became that? james brown at the end can i finish one time <laughs> all right tina fey let's tina chat fey, the one and only the lovely tina fey enjoy our conversation thank you what are you watching what are you and jeff watching when the kids go to sleep if they do 
Uh, what's your show? Do you have a show that you share together? If they do. If they do is the operative. Uh, right. The they're operative. teenagers, right? So you never well, know. Uh, my older one's 16. I'm going to try one year. And uh, my little one's 10. And she's just like, we're up, right? We're up forever. But uh, <laughs> we wish that we Forever. We're doing this? You're like, no, no. Great no. British Bake Off is what I'm watching right now. That's what you're watching right now. Well, I will tell you what I've been watching with my kids is I've been watching Baking It. If you like Great British Bake Off, check okay. out Baking It, star, uh, hosted by Maya Rudolph and Andy Samberg. Oh, really? Um, and do they have contestants that win or lose like there's a reality they, show component? Yeah, it's a reality oh. show. Amy Poehler produces it. It's real sweet. It's sweet natured like Great British Bake Off, like nobody's mean or sneaky. I feel like I need to make one. Mm, and, I, um, I like and that, too. Yeah. I've seen Great British Bake Off. I boy, 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 I wish I'd make fun. Um, Paul, Paul Hollywood. So we've entered the phase, like you're talking about Andy and Maya doing that. That all careers have at least five things they're doing simultaneously. There's no yeah. more ever, unless you're Tom Cruise. You just do, just, you just do Mission Impossible and jump out. <laughs> hang on, you do Mission Impossible for seven years. Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Like um, we did one of your side projects, we might as well promote it. Mulligan, mm -hmm. a cartoon that was yeah. really fun for me to do with Robert Carlock and Sam Means and Tina, and it'll be on maybe in twenty twenty two later. Twenty twenty two, I think. Yeah, oh, animation right. takes a long time. It turns out. Yeah, but Tina, I heard that. I'm hmm. going to jump in on the uh, British Bake Off. Yeah. I'm a little behind because I've got a lag. Um, That's always good I, um, for a podcast. I had an idea for a for real. Mm -hmm. I pitched a show where. You cook with celebrities. It's so dumb. It's been on, but the the good title was: "Is this thing on? Is this thing on? About the oven? Like, is, is the, the oven title? on? Yeah, is the oven on? Oh, it's for people that are on the road that don't know how to cook, and they hmm. teach them. So oh, that's Tina, a good idea. Yeah, right. Yeah. So when I interviewed Kevin Hart for something, name he, I made a joke about his uh, weightlifting workout show, and I go, "Are you are you working out?" And he goes, "No." And I go, "You're not in the workout room, whatever." Yeah. And he goes, and then someone off camera goes. Remember, you have a YouTube show about workout. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I do. I work out. I do that. He probably knocked out six episodes well, in a row a year and a half ago. Yeah. Well, this this is a show. Well, we're doing this no. podcast, but this is also called uh, Remember When? And it's a, a side show that I'm actually producing. And you're on two shows at once right now. So, oh, okay. This is, uh, you know, <laughs> we got like a branch. It's turning into that. It's like a HFPA um, junket. Did you have, were you ever a Star Trek fan, Tina? I, no. I watched a little Star Trek back when there were fewer choices back on TV, but I don't super know it. But now that you get to pick. <laughs> well, occasionally they would, this will dovetail to you. Occasionally they have an episode where William T. Kirk is, has to testify in a trial and then the robot voice says all his awards for being mm -hmm. such a great. And your your thing sounds like that. Faye has won nine primetime Emmy Awards, three <laughs> Golden Globe Awards, five Screen Actor Guild Awards, seven Writers Guild Awards, three Producer Guild. And finally they go, enough, enough, enough. And then, of course, Mark Twain. That was a clever way of putting for the audience who's never heard I of like you, that. couching you. <laughs> As this, did you win a Mark Twain lookalike contest, or is that wrong? I won a Mark Twain lookalike contest. Yeah. Okay, I wrote that. I scribbled that one down. That's scribble that one That's down. Head writer, right out of high school. <laughs> yep. Lo kind of had did a mic drop. By the time you came around and got the Mark Twain award, it's like the the resume was so fat. And then you pulled up your socks and did a Broadway show, and you're just going and right. And now it's done. It's all done. 
Everything I have a question about the Mark Twain Award. <laughs> yes, when sir. you win awards... I gotta put makeup on. I'm gonna put makeup let's on get serious now. Yeah, I'm listening. No, you don't have to. Um, when you, I'll ask Dana. When you win awards... Dana, <laughs> <laughs> you've won stuff. Welcome to the MC chair. <laughs> no, she... What happens is, is it more stressful when you win an award? It's fun to win, but do you have to have a funny speech and how hard is that? Because you keep winning stuff and it's like, fuck, I got to make a funny speech every time. I do think you... you um, I'm going to put makeup on while we talk and you tell me if it helps. Of course, it's a tutorial. It's a third um, Don't worry. We're never using the video. Um, I turn off my picture. <laughs> you can turn off your picture so you don't because see I, yourself. No, I want to see this fucking see shit. Oh, God. Well, that I, looks like a really nice It's a really moist, nice product. It's a smoother. No, Is that what you're putting? And by the way, it's not helping. Anyway. Um, the best thing about winning about winning an awards is leaving the auditorium, right? Because then you, when you win, <laughs> then you leave and you go to the press room and you're gone. And then the worst thing about not winning is remaining in the auditorium oh, for the rest of the gross. award job. But um, you do you do have to try to have a funny speech, guys. I'm just putting a little base. It's you're just turning like a into a base. different person. Oh, She's putting all this really makeup on. I don't know who she is. I want to get some something on here. Do you like it when you come out of the limo and they start screaming and you go on the red carpet and there's all those mics and Tina, mm. Tina, 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 I know this first world problems. So we're just saying these are yeah. experientially. I mean, it's I a- broke out in sweat when I was nominated the first time I was sitting, Lorne was behind me and I thought mm. I might have to go up there. And I literally broke out in a complete soaking sweat of nerves. I didn't win. Thank God. Um, and what it, Nickelodeon show was that? It, <laughs> Slime. <laughs> you know what? One one time because we were just thinking about like you're talking about. Do you have to give a funny speech? One time at SNL, um, like Steve Martin had stopped by. I don't. He wasn't hosting. He was like there to see Lauren, and I was a writer, and he had just to make he had everyone just, nervous. So yeah. think of that's like super nervous. And then um, had just been on Letterman the night before or something, and I was like, oh hey, you were so funny on Letterman, and he said to me, um. Well, you know, you have to kill every time. And that was like the most chilling. <laughs> he like, says it like that. Like he's like, well, you, have, you just have to kill every time. Uh, and I was like, you do? Or can you just yeah. be, can you just be friendly? No, you, <laughs> you can't. You kind of have nope. to. After I came off SNL like a rocket and then I had my wilderness years. So I would go on talk shows and I was feeling so small and insecure. Like all my yeah. confidence melted in like a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Even for SNL no logical reason. But then I had to like come out. I, you know, I emulated Martin Short, where you come out no matter what's going mm-hmm. on, like you're a star. Yeah. Because I otherwise I would, and I had to sit up. One time I sat back on Letterman, mm-hmm. and it's just the souffle went down. I had to be in performance mode. But yeah, I would think what you you wouldn't have to do that. But I'm kind of like a monkey puppet. I got to get the no, biscuit. No. You know. I think no? anyone in, anyone who they associate with comedy is like, what do you got? Like you can't just go on there and be like a, a an actress with shiny legs. Like you have to. You have to bring something, right? Was yeah, for you yeah. guys is was doing Letterman as terrifying for you guys as it was for me? Like I would yes. get so terrified. Absolutely. Well, I he's don't right know up, what he's right both. up our alley. I think that's the problem. Is like he's so he yeah. was so the one when I was watching it, it was sort of a different form of comedy from loving Carson to yeah. to going Letterman is a whole different vibe. And then if you know, if I could make him laugh, just that that was the Scary part, probably for all of us. You just, it's so gross. You just want to make it laugh. It felt like yeah. David can see right through you. And I do think yes. that he laughed a lot at not what I was saying, but at the concept that I was trying to land a laugh. <laughs> and yeah, then he would have that funny. great laugh. I don't think he cared what my joke was, but he loved the idea of a comedian. And what I would say to myself for what I said a second ago, when I was in the wings 
looking and seeing him there in the audience, I would say to myself, don't give this show too much respect. Just to get me back to even, you know, mm. because David didn't yeah. want that either. But your appearances are, you know, always seem seemingly very well <laughs> received. And then you did the famous thing where you took your dress off. Like, that's just like yeah. one of those Whoa. indelible, yeah, that, like, okay, no one's ever done that. <laughs> Googling. That I, um, that was, I, I, yeah, I tried to go out with a bang. Um, what it was, was it? Your la Was well, then, it her, his last letterman? I, so, I sort of said, like, um, to him, because I was trying to think, of, I was very, very honored to be asked to be a guest in that late run of the show Last, yeah. um, and felt huge pressure. And I thought, well, maybe I could do a bit where it was sort of true as I, you know, he was the last one that was scary. Right. Cause like everyone else now, every yeah. talk to him, I'm like, I'm not scared of Jimmy. I'm not scared of Steph or, you know, right. I They're all even, younger. <laughs> I'm never on Kimmel cause I'm never there. Like, um, and so I just sort of did a bit about how like, yeah, this is this kind of like lady dress with the tight thing in the heels. Like I'm only doing that for you. I'm not, I will never right. do that again. I'm so like, I'm not going to dress up for Jimmy. It'd be yeah. like dressing up for my mm -hmm. brother. So, so this <laughs> right. is my last dress. That Tight I'm dress, give it to all sexy. And I just took yeah. the dress off and gave it to him. And I had like a thousand girdles under it. It was, it was not like, <laughs> it was not like a <laughs> sexy and Barrymore situation, but a lot of space. Did you, did you get a lot of response from anybody on that one? I mean, it kind of was something that people would talk about, I assume. <laughs> um, I think he didn't mind it, right? He didn't mind it. I think the bit went over. And then, you know, mm -hmm. I saw like Amy Sedaris the next day or something. She was like, oh, that was good. Whether she meant what, it or not. What I, I hate, what I hate is when a friend gives you a report card for doing something on a show and then they switch mid-word. Like, you know, they're going for great. <laughs> And then they dive to good. Hey, that was great. Was good. good. I mean, I had a great. And then <laughs> I hate when awesome. they switch. Just tell me word. I suck, but don't in the middle lean it out. Yeah. That was amazing. Now they go like this. I saw you in Letterman now. And they go, is that hard? Looks hard. And I go, why does it look hard? Well, you because you bombed. This David, one they go, I'm hey, you look like blush. you look like you were having oh, yeah. fun. That Tina's was the next one. Blush. You look like that you had a lot blush. of fun out there. You know what, Tina? I... I feel like a non-visual makeup tutorial might be the future, but it might not. <laughs> it might be my future. She, she's um, putting on blush and some rouge. That's it. Um, you one time at a charity thing a long time ago, but when Jimmy and I were still doing Weekend Update, that's how long ago it was. Jimmy, Jimmy. We, hey, hey, when, hey, I think hey. it was one of Smigel's benefit shows. And Jimmy and I went out and did mm. some bit and we, <laughs> we did really badly. Like it really bombed. And I mm -hmm. remember we came off and Adam Sandler, who I don't really know, but I really love, um, mm -hmm. it was up next and he just looked at us and he was like, <laughs> he couldn't, because we bombed and he's like, right. no, good hustle, good hustle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of my favorite things ever. Cause it was just like the nicest possible thing you could say. It was yeah. like, you tried. Well, there. you didn't let the flag touch the ground. I mean, you don't ever want to turn on the audience or get pouty or let them yeah. know this is really awful unless you do break the fourth wall. I think Letterman likes knowing you came loaded. At least you're trying. I don't yeah. think he likes when you walk out there with nothing and go, yeah. uh, you know, if you ever, I, I don't think it's a dirty secret that I didn't know when I watched talk shows that there was some prep. I just thought, oh, you just go out there and be funny. Everyone's pretty good at it. And then they go, oh, here's a 45 minute call of, every funny thing that's happened in your life and then we will whittle it down to yeah. six. Yes. And they always whittle out the ones I like and they go, we're gonna, we push that one to the end but I feel like that's a good one if we go uh, 40 minutes. And I go, yeah. well, that's my favorite one. They go, um, actually in Letterman, he used to talk about my dad. I have a deadbeat dad and he goes, his name's Pee Wee and he just thought he was so interested in it. So then he goes, hey, because one time Pee Wee came and he goes, I hear your dad's here and I go, yeah. 
because I always talked about what a load he was, you know, because he only buzzed around when I got famous. So I go, yeah, he's here. And he goes, he's Whoops. in the green room. And I go, yeah. And they cut to him and, and they have a showgirl sitting next to him. <laughs> and they just hired a showgirl to sit next to him like an extra. And then he puts his hand on her leg and she's like, hey. And I was like, don't make up stuff. I don't add well, how, What does a showgirl uh, look like? I mean, what do you mean showgirl? Well, they had her in a whole headdress. Oh, like, headdress. You know, like, so she's Taylor like on the show dance. next. It's like that SNL trick where they have people walking around. <laughs> so, of course, they put this pretty girl and then uh, he's like, hey, and then he, uh, next time I come on, they go, come back and they go, okay, you're on about five minutes. You have all your uh, garbage you're going to do. And I go, yeah. And they go, yeah, I got a new dog and all this stupid shit. And they go, oh yeah, he wants to ask you about Pee Wee, your dad. I go, yeah, I don't have anything on that this time. Remember I sent you the stuff. They go, yeah, he's going to start with that. Yeah. And I go, well, <laughs> so then I got, they're like, I see Biff over there going, let's go. I go, well, what do I say? Oh, so I just bought my dad, a, I bought him a condo because he always comes up with investment ideas. So he goes, Davey, I got a great investment for you. I think I'm going to let you buy me a condo. And I go, oh, I don't know. I go, I go, oh, that's an investment for me. And he goes, yeah, hey, they're not making any more condos. I go, I think that's land. And he goes, no, it's condos. I go, well, with that kind of pitch. <laughs> my dad forgot my name. I found out later it was land and I got tricked. By the time my dad was in his 80s, he couldn't remember my name. And I've got four siblings. And he goes, hey, have you seen money? And they go, money? You mean Dana? Who the hell's Dana? I need some money for money. Anyway, we're not bitter, Tina. But anyway, my point is this. How did your relatives handle your success? <laughs> Yeah. From mousy schoolgirl to mousy star. To mousy. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tina, I have a real question. Yeah. When you're the head writer, yeah. I'm reading this. Yeah. When you're the head writer, is it just a lot of hiding? It's uh, you can't hide because you know? everybody wants to ask you everything. Yeah. On Tuesday nights, usually, if you had one thing you wanted to write yourself, people actually had an idea, and you'd have yeah. to hide from people to try to write something. But like, I think being the head writer is just about like embracing shame and just being like okay this thing that i would never pick i'm gonna try to help it and then i'm gonna get you oh, i'm gonna get yelled at life. about it and then my friends are gonna be like good job on that thing and like it wasn't my thing <laughs> you let that turn so through. the whole yeah. show is on your shoulders <laughs> yeah well downy writer. used to hide from us all the time he'd lock the door and then i'd go i'd knock and then he goes do you want to go eat and i go sure i'll do anything just to get in the same room and then we go mm -hmm. eat and he'd wants to talk about anything but the show and then you get back and then he locks it again i'm like knocking and i see schneider cut in front of me i'm next if you got a hold of downey at 10 45 <laughs> literally the show's at 11 30 yeah. yeah we got a hans and franz we need some holes plug at yeah. 10 45 downey turns into a genius for 10 mm -hmm. minutes he just gives you like because there's no yeah. more procrastinating but he's brilliant yeah, i mean he I, really I, takes it to the wire when by the yeah. time i got there Downey's presence was mostly like a locked office full of abandoned, unopened Christmas presents. Carts and things. <laughs> Nine and, years yeah. of Christmas presents that either were given to him or were supposed to go to his own family. I don't know. So I didn't know him was, that well. If you, I don't know him that well. Yeah, if you get a few minutes, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about you, but if you got a few right. minutes with Downey, it was worth it because 2.30 in the morning goes, I would probably take the ending this way. And then you go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's yeah. all you needed. And then you go there's and do it. But there's something really funny just about, there's something something really funny about, he'd always say that. There's something really funny about, yeah. and hold up the page. I always, when I came back, they always said, well, you'll do a church lady. And I, it's not like my favorite thing I've ever done, but it blew up because of w whatever reason, you know. And so I think when I first 
guest hosted with you and either you're a writer, head writer, you were assigned mm-hmm. to work on church oh. chat with me. And then like eight years later, I did another church. You'll do church chat this week. You know, Lawrence, like, and then I, <laughs> I did a church whole thing was, with Seth, another mm-hmm. church chat. So I don't want to say which one's my favorite, but you guys are I both mean, great. Seth, probably. Well, he would do the character a lot. He would write as doing the impression uh-huh. of the character. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then, yeah. He, then he'd crack like a, you know, kind of a Molson light and he'd be like <laughs> relaxed. And- who, I try to remember who were your, who, do you remember who were the character guests on the church chat that when, when you that did what we were did that time? Boy, and that would be a tough one. I mean, I remember doing George Bush Sr. was another one that would oh, come yeah. out of the mm-hmm. box for a while. And then yeah. Will as junior and Will 6'4", 230. I'm 5'8", 150, and I, <laughs> he had to sit on my lap. Yes. And that was really interesting. Well, <laughs> yeah, because and I had really huge lifts so I could look as tall, but anyway. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What did I want to get off my chest recently? Well, it's probably something you got to get off your chest because we all carry around different stressors, big and small. We just keep things bottled up, and then it starts to affect us negatively, David negatively yeah it was something about when i was merging and the people weren't waving back to me and bothered me but you know that th- mm-hmm. that's a small stress but it can be bottled up and yep. get bigger therapy mm-hmm. is a safe space to get things off your chest uh, and how to yeah. figure out well you know you got to work through whatever's weighing you down mm-hmm. uh yes and i i was in therapy i'm there here and there now but for five years and you know, it does challenge your thoughts because I'm going to, this is kind of, I don't know if this is profound, but you are your thoughts in some ways. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking redundant negative things or sad things or whatever, a therapist can kind of get you out of that kind of negative pattern. So mm-hmm. be the best mm-hmm. version of yourself. Um, you know, and sometimes it can be small things. It can be major trauma. I think either way, mm-hmm. it's good to talk to someone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just Mm -hmm. fill out a brief questionnaire get matched with a licensed therapist switch therapist if uh you're not into it anytime no additional charge Mm -hmm. get it off your chest with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash f-o-t-w today and get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash f-o-t-w it's blazing hot outside you get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping. But it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero, David. No DIY experience needed. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. There's two lanes with you, obviously, the writer mm-hmm. and the performer. Yeah. Which is, mm-hmm. you're very unique in that way, I think. So these are the ones that I looked up that I remember, oh, yeah. but I then I looked them up today. Too. And you can comment on them just as a performer or whatever you were <laughs> in the writing realm whatever of Whatever jumps out at you. Okay. Were you just a performer or were you in the writing? Because it feels like there's a lot of your signature kind of thing. Okay, meet. Meet my future wife. 
Meet my Great future one. wife. Oh, meet my wife. Yeah. So that was an idea that we brought in. That's what I got to mostly just be a performer on that. Amy and I were hosting and a guy, mm-hmm. uh, I know this guy, Andrew Breedis was like, I have this idea for a sketch. And I was like, let's get you paid for that sketch, my friend. And so it's fucking and unreal. So it, yeah. That was a great And then, one. and uh, forgive me, I'd have to look up he, who actually wrote it up was two writers mm-hmm. at the show. So that one was like a real gift, but Amy and I did bring a lot of ideas, but yeah, they, oh gosh, I feel so bad that I can't remember if it was. Dude, that was airtight. Was, that one is like yeah. beginning, middle, end. And I then they had the, the ending. It's really tough to get a twist. At the end with the get uh, out, yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't write it and I, I really, really hope that people just think I did for the rest of my life. But I Everything can't remember you do, they still assume do. your fingerprints are on it. Okay, mm-hmm. mom's jeans. Mom jeans I did mom write. Jeans. I did write I got that, it. Thought I, so. Fucking A. That, that, wrote, is uh, that was there's a J. Crew in the um lobby mm-hmm. of Rockford Center. It was one of those things where like I was writing that I had to go somewhere, I had to go down and buy like a pair of jeans in the building mm-hmm. I, it, it sounds like it's a story about me pooping my pants it's not but i had to go <laughs> and get a pair of jeans and i bought these really uh terrible jeans and that was it then we just i sat and did that and i remember jim seniorelli filmed it and then he was like we got to take the song out and i was like no no no. i think the song is i think the oh. jingle is important jim <laughs> it was perfect and my wife and i <laughs> used to smelly. used to when i'm not even mom jeans but we see the mom sometimes and I, w- I would as a joke say she's closed for business like in other words <laughs> her relationship is mm-hmm. asexual at this point and yeah. so <laughs> and, and i saw a lot of those it's high-waisted asexual. jeans but that that was just like a perfect hysterical thing all right now you know this jeans one- are just funny hang on dana jeans are such a funny area i don't yeah. know why but like we did bad idea jeans dana, i think you were in that i was just gonna say by the way that i say bad idea jeans all the time like I'll quote <laughs> when either, you see her a bad idea, I do too. I'll be like, Ooh, bad idea jeans. And then of course I tried to show it to my teenager and you can't show anything from like even beyond like last year SNL because there's always something that's like Gen Z is like, that's not okay. I'm like, I know that's not oh, okay. Uh, but it's so funny yeah, though. To, it's so funny. <laughs> bad idea jeans. We did three, three-legged jeans. That was with Signorelli too. We were always out Jim on some Signorelli. commercial shoot. Filmmaker. Commercial shoots are fun when they aired, but they're not fun to do because it ruins your exactly. week. You're like, okay, Monday you have a six a.m. Like, what? Yeah. They do so many things <laughs> now. They do them on Friday. Oh, now. really? All day into the night oh. on Friday. It's rough. The poor host does not know what they're getting fucking into. That's for sure. Yeah. They 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 yank them every which way. I can't believe they can handle it. Yeah. Even as a host, when I went back. It was so much harder than I thought. I go, oh, I know this. I didn't know. I knew nothing. I, I've only been in three sketches max my whole career. So I go, I was in 13. I was an update. Your nickname is in- three max. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's not why. Um, but I, I had to be update. I had to be cold open. Oh, I had to be in a pre-tape. I didn't like, do you, what's the difference, what's the difference for you, Tina, when you were a cast member and then you come back and you host? I mean, to me, I found it absolutely exhausting, but what did you yeah, it's exhausting. And you, I, for me, it was like, oh, all the same behaviors that you swear you're not going to do as a host, you, you mm. immediately are like super worried about the monologue and like kind of mm. like, like you get, you get yeah. way more nervous than like, especially the first time I did it, like just nervous and like, yeah, yeah, like really keyed up about the monologue, really tired. Like it's, uh, you know, all the things that, if well, you're a, you're a writer, and if you go in there like I write, Dan writes. So when you're a regular host, it's horrible enough. But when you're eyeballing the writing, going ah, this one yeah. I know isn't there yet, and you're like it's got through, but this one needs the most work. And you're out there on the air show, going, oh right, we never even looked at. This. Yeah, <laughs> this is just the way it is. 
you can't get to put out the fires. You're like, that one, I feel like we should tighten the middle or can I, you say that, but then you're like, uh, they're like 30 seconds. Yeah. But you have that well, long yeah. dinner that you go to as well. Sorry. And when you normally yeah. be working on you know, that Tuesday night oh, dinner, so. that's like four hours. I really got to go. <laughs> so go Marcy on. comes around. They want you, or Lauren wants you to go to Orso. I go, oh, I was going to, he wants you to go. I go, oh, all right. So Tina, go ahead. Or Shoemaker would tell me. They tell me to yeah. go to Orso. And then I go, you get to have dinner with the host, which is fun, yeah. but you lose three years of your life because you can't write yeah. and have to stay longer. It's so t- yeah. The other thing when you host, you go back is if you've been a writer there, when you sit in that Monday pitch meeting and you can tell like it's all live, all fake pitches. And, <laughs> and don't, like, don't peek on Monday. Yeah. Fake pitch. <laughs> you go, you're giving me this fucking bullshit. I know the, yeah. the fucking yeah. secrets. Yeah. Oh, I boy. I, what oh, would by you, the way, can you remember uh, a fake th- pitch? <laughs> uh, I have JB. one for Tina right now. Yeah. What do you got? Caveman Afraid of Caves. You'll play Caveman the cave Afraid girl. J.B. Smoove pitched the same fake pitch for like two years. And, <laughs> it killed, and he killed with it every week. And it oh, was, I'm sure. Um, well, then it, it became was, a running all, thing, right? Yeah. yeah. It was a pitch for, it's an all-day cigarette. I will refrain from imitating J.B. It was an all-day yeah. cigarette. <laughs> this long, you smoke yeah. it all yeah. day. And the ash, the ash gets like this long. That was it. It's so hard to even do. You're like, how would we even do that? But everyone just laughs. Funny idea. Do they yeah. still do this thing where they go, uh, like, let's say it was, um, you know, Paul Rudd, and then they go, Paul Rudd's here, and then everyone goes, and they yeah. go, next week, Sharon Stone. Yay! Oh, no, I think, goes crazy. I think you were there in meaner times. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> that is meaner because the host right away goes, what the fuck? Yeah. The fuck. Okay, Brownie and Husband. Dana, they did that when you were there. Oh, yeah, Brownie Husband. Go Who to Brownie Husband. Brownie Husband? I mean, that oh, thing is oh, crazy. Oh, yeah. And that was I was just the host. So that was, um, oh, boy, I can see her face. It was a woman writer and Paula she had curly hair. No, it wasn't. Paula, Paula was never, I'm was sketching a, her. But Brownie Husband okay, and yeah. you go with or without nuts. I mean, it was actually <laughs> long for it. a commercial parody, but it was funny. Yeah. It was like two minutes. But, but when you great. chewed on the torso, so the people who haven't seen it, yeah. it's a giant brownie little man, and <laughs> Tina is basically just, it's her sexual partner or whatever, and then when it the For liquid chocolate comes out, and you're just like diving into the, I mean, just yeah. like, so you had to, were you someplace else? Was that methody, or is it that just was, like- uh, delight- I feel like one of the few specialties I have as an actor is on camera eating. Like a lot of people avoid it, and I'm- <laughs> I'll tear into some food on camera. Um, People don't know how hard it is to do take. Like Jack take. Nicholson yeah. was the best at eating. Yeah. There was a bit. This is Anna Gassar and Rachel Dratch have this fake Hallmark Christmas movie out right now on Comedy Central, and one of my favorite bits in it is there's a. Um, it's really funny. The actress who's playing like the pretty ingenue lead has like a chicken leg, and she just keeps going like this, like not eating it, and it really made me laugh because that's all you do when you mm-hmm. eat on camera. Usually, it's just like just go to yeah, great lengths to never eat it um but yes brownie husband is based on those kind of commercials where it would be this like a decadent chocolate dessert was like geared for lonely women would be like a de- mm-hmm. you know like a hot chocolate bowl for one and like it so counts sad. as yeah. a date <laughs> so grim. That just yeah went to the so grim is the best word oh i oh wait let me see oh yeah when when um i was thinking of my friend's daughter has this guy and i was thinking if you were starting now obviously we'd all be writing for memes but yeah. if we were starting now, my, my friend's daughter, I know I brought this up because Instagram and everything, she said, oh, I'm dating this guy and he's so funny. And so I was like, oh, good. Give a funny guy a break because, you know, I'm not a real looker, it, you know, and we'll talk about it in the comments. But she, she <laughs> said, he's so funny. And, it's a character. And then he showed me, he, she showed me three Instagram memes 
And I go, well, he's a middleman. I hate to break it to you, but he <laughs> finds a funny one and then he sends it to you. And she yeah. goes, right. And I go, he doesn't write to you. He's just Instagram. You know? <laughs> and then she goes, I know, but it's funny. And I go, oh, I'm not getting to her. <laughs> I go, you can like him anyway. It's okay. He found a funny one and he liked it right. and laughed and His then you laughed. That's correct. fine. That's fine. Right. And that's a, that's a start. So let me ask you a question about times they are a change in basically. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. So you do Sarah Palin which is an explosive connection between the way you looked and sounded in the writing and the moment. Uh, I had Ross Perot 20 years before. You had a lot of people, Dana. Yeah. (laughs) You did have a lot of people. Some landed, some didn't, but we won't talk about that. No, I mean, you can't finish one time. Um, (laughs) But then, so Sarah Palin comes to the show to visit. You've done her. Yeah. And I think back then in those days, it was like you made it funny. There wasn't, you weren't teaching us in a way. I mean, just speak to like the difference between 2008 and now as far as the sensitivity to that. So she came and then McCain came with his wife. So go ahead. Yeah, the whole the whole climate of the real world is so much uglier and so much more um, polarized. Right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that all seems gentler now like doing those and you know we and, and seth and amy and i wrote a lot of those and other writers staff writers too but it's mm-hmm. but seth and amy and i especially we, we just like have you know hands on it because we we did what we really went to great lengths to make sure that it didn't seem just like aggro and that it didn't seem unfair mm-hmm. and right. um, but yeah i don't i do not envy anybody who had to write out the last you know it was like the last the end of an era where it was like when I was there, it was all just goofy and fun about any president. I really yeah. didn't even know about politics, to be honest. I look super smart, but I don't really know anything. You look incredibly brilliant. <laughs> I look so smart. I have a crew neck on. People can't see this. But 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 it was like an easy fun, like, oh, we're making fun of this guy. I was like, I knew they were Republican or Democrat, kind of. I didn't even care. And, and all the jokes made sense. But they go, Downey and Franken are good political yeah. writers. I wasn't. And then, fine, I'll do my goofy shit. And then we get on, and then Sarah Palin felt like right at the end of where it started getting really well, rougher. The, I, the iPhone yeah. came in, and then shortly after that, Facebook and everything. So everything and I think evolved maybe from you, that, right? You would say you're friendly with Sarah Palin, I would guess, right? You're talking to Dana. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like um, I'm. we're not friends, but like if I saw her at uh, something, she I would be like She didn't storm ashamed. out. There was no... Yeah, no, there was no. Like, she made she talked like a little smack afterwards. I think I think she had that like, maybe thing oh, really? of like because people got like, to her and said, "Why would you like let him do that?" To blah, her blah. base and forgetting that it'll get picked up. But no, if I saw her like on the street, I would say hello to her, and I think she would say hello to me. Yeah. I don't think it's... I saw her. she was behind me in the press line at the fortieth. Yeah, and I, the four, I met and her. So she came the fortieth. So yes, at least that's right. I mean that was. Yeah. Okay. So, it, you know, it's this idea that you're doing someone that you hate and publicly everyone knows you hate yeah. the person you're I don't doing. Hate, I don't hate her, by the way. That's, I don't hate her. <laughs> no, that, that's what I mean. Just I, tells I, you. I, I, never, I don't think I've ever done anyone I hate. Well, I did Adolf yeah. Hitler once on the show. <laughs> I hate him. You don't even know him. Well, it was me um, and Jan way, Hooks. Um, Here's one that oh. just died. I always thought it was funny that only time we see Hitler, <laughs> he's died. screaming. So Jan Hooks and I were in bed. I'm Hitler. And she's real quiet. Wake up, Adolf. Wake up, Adolf. And then I just sat up in bed and started screaming. You know, and just <laughs> silence. Cut. <laughs> so anyway, but I've never done anyone I hated. Like right now, I kind of play around with Biden, but it's 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 sensitive, yeah. uh, very sensitive uh, how you use him as source material 
without it uh, polarizing or making people angry or yeah. making fun of some of what people perceive, like Al Franken said, maybe he's lost his fastball, stuff like that. Yes. It's interesting. I do. But I if think it's silly, it's better, I think. Yeah, yeah. your body's I mean, do it. You can do better. I, I Come on. What's, yeah. <laughs> There's a deal. This is America. Here's the deal. I'm not kidding. No joke. I'm not kidding around. I like when he yells. He gets really mad and then he whispers, because we need pipes. We're going to get him. We're not going to get him. Come on now. I'm not kidding. So I, I think he's a funny character. I, I feel as long as it's funny and kind of abstracted and silly, maybe I can get away with it, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel like what you do, though, Dana, what makes you so great at it is because you get at the person, like the core person and like what like what's funny about them as a person, as opposed to like people who, if you're writing from channeling your rage about their policy or how, or, yeah, or how yeah. much you hate them, it comes out sour. Have you seen this, the yeah. new guy that's doing Trump now? I think oh, he's yeah. amazing. Brilliant. Beyond like and, next level. Yeah. And I always thought that there was a thousand rhythms the Trump is one of the weirdest voice patterns of anyone. And yeah. James Austin, <laughs> he has three Johnson. names anyway. James Austin he's, Johnson. He's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. His, like um, that is like, yeah. And they have a funny hook with him now too, where they do bullet points of his yeah. nonsense, which is a great game where it's like, he's talking, he's rambling, but they put bullet points up. Like it's making sense. <laughs> yeah. It's and Scooby-Doo so and many people. And then you see it switch, you know, we're doing, you know, Jane, Green is a tremendous show. Everyone, she wanted to be in the city, you know, and it goes on. This <laughs> non- and it's it, really good. It, it satirizes Trump in the way you're, t- you're just talking about that. It's funny. Yeah. And you don't feel like you're trying to be taught anything. Well, you don't know for sure. He we're hates just, him. We're just laying it out. You, and I think when an audience sees you something decide, they recognize, yeah. they're just so full of joy. You know, they're like, yeah, Trump yeah. does do that. And then leave it to yourself, too. So that's a perfect It's also perfect maybe example. easier. It's also maybe easier to to do that now because he's out of office. You know, like everything seems so high stakes and stressful. I couldn't um, do Obama and until um, he got out of office. I could tell the audience would tighten yeah. up. And then yeah. once he got out of office, I could do it as a white man, you know, just just something I you like to do. I mean, I love, the, yeah. I love the rhythm of Obama. I like the way yeah. he steps up, this kind of matter of fact thing he does. And I just do it all the time now. <laughs> Would you like to learn a new language? We. Oui. <laughs> See what we? I did? Oh. No, I said we oui, like French. Oh, okay. We, 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 we. I have ever since I've seen Pepe Le Pew and his way with women. I thought I want to learn a new language. You know what I? I do have a because uh, I'm a, I, I do voices and stuff. I do like yeah. the sound of 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 French language. Yeah, you're good at faking a language. I just do gibberish, but I want to actually learn. And that's, mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce you in the world to Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. Yes, I've heard about this and talked about it for a long time. It's the trusted expert for 30 years. They have millions of users, 25 languages offered. So I think that pretty much covers the globe. You've got yeah. your Spanish, your French, mm-hmm. you were just talking about, Korean, Dutch, Arabic. Fast language acquisition. It, 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 there's no English translations, so you really learn to speak 
listen and think in that language. That's the hard part, I think. That's it. And it's an intuitive process. You pick mm -hmm. up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's all designed for long-term retention, which is great because I took Spanish for 12 years and all I know is how to find a library. Yes, Donde, I know. Donde está la biblioteca. So this one, really, really, you retain it. I learned German and I know hastu no, has to Bruder. No, nine Abracabras by Swester. That means, have. do you have a brother? No, I have, but I have three sisters. I took German for seven years, and all I remember is, Gesundheit. <laughs> what does that mean? That means, bless you. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> someone sneezes. Gesundheit. Rosetta Stone, that's not going to happen. Another thing I love is they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. That's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Very important to being understood in a foreign country is to do it in kind of the rhythm of the way that language is speak. Right. You don't, you don't look like some clown. Desktop and <laughs> app options, audio companion, ability to download lessons offline. Mm -hmm. By the way, the Lifetime membership has all 25 languages. For any and all trips and language needs in your life, mm -hmm. that's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. What are we waiting for? It's a steal. What is going on? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time. Fly on the Wall listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Oh, yeah. Visit rosettastone.com slash fly. That's 50. That's like the highest I've heard of. 50% mm -hmm. off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash fly today. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. To get a beautiful gift, mm -hmm. you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The tricky part, Dana, as you know, yeah, figure, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. I hate to say it. Price yeah. matters. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that's why I recommend for any jewelry purchase, you source it from BlueNile.com. They've been with us for a while. Yeah. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds, David, and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase. Some of their highest quality standards. They have some of the highest quality standards in the industry. Right. And David, whether you want to make a classic statement by gifting a white gold tennis bracelet mm -hmm. <laughs> to Sarah Sherman or, <laughs> or, or Zendaya. Or bring out her eyes with sapphire and diamond hoop earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts can help you find the perfect gift. David? They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions like, should I make it a diamond cut or a circle? <laughs> Those are the technical questions. <laughs> I know. Uh, oval. They fit your budget. They'll make sure what you want they can fit in your budget. Yes, it's very difficult to buy jewelry for someone because, um, you know, it's it's a subjective thing. And the, you'll be guided with the, this company is going to help you make the right choice. You right. give them a little information and they'll go. Sapphire. It's hard to roll down to your local strip mall and go. Yeah, we're a jewelry store and we sell trucker hats. It's like, that's yeah, not what you want. or sometimes they have a small jewelry kiosk inside a Denny's restaurant and it's like. <laughs> They're flipping hotcakes, and I'm trying to find my loved ones. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, thank you. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. Oh, that's nice. So you can't lose. No, mm -hmm. just in case you got 30 day returns. Mm -hmm. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. You know, we've talked about this a little bit with Anna Gasteyer and stuff and the evolution mm -hmm. of women on the show. And one thing was yeah. Hillary was a, a big presence and then Sarah. So you and mm -hmm. Amy did those two mm -hmm. women who were at the top of the political ticket, you know, mm -hmm. but I was just going to name some of your, your bandmates and just yeah, think about please. this evolving thing and then who they have now. But in your team, obviously Amy Poehler, who you, mm -hmm. you two connect so effortlessly, Crusher. Molly Shannon, Supernatural Funny, Anna Gasteyer, mm -hmm. yeah. so talented, Sherry O'Terry, Ball mm -hmm. of Energy, Maya yeah. Rudolph, Kristen Wiig later on a little bit Shit. when yes. you're hosting, Rachel Dratch. And there's yeah. others, but it's just like- Monsters. You know, yeah, it's, and, it's and, pretty And then amazing. the writers like Emily Spivey and Paula Pell and Lori Nasso and Sydney Caponera, there are a lot of strong, strong- And Anna Gasteyer thought that it sort of reflected the- the culture changing as well that how the women have really emerged in a more profound way at least you know we had jan hooks or there were other great women on the show of course oh, but then Jen's this this great jan was as good as anybody you know? and and of course yeah, gilda so, lorraine too. newman there always were women around and then it just seems like this wave came can yeah, you speak yeah. to that well, tina <laughs> sure um or your friends all, one, one of Go the ahead. greatest joys of my life was that we were able to have Jan on 30 Rock. Um, she played Jane Krakowski's mother mm. and um, she was <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. God dang it. She was so funny. Everyone just go rewatch that real quick. Pause the podcast. But uh, yeah, like, so when we got there, it was, it was different. Like it did change. And I think, you know, we also like when I was there, our director was a woman, Beth McCarthy Miller and mm -hmm. um, right. Jenna, you know, Rustana, the stage manager, like every, there were just more women around the table. So things, mm -hmm. you know how like things play at that table or mm -hmm. they don't. And there were more women in other departments. And so like, there'd be stuff that we would laugh wow. at. Like I always talk about how Paula wrote this commercial called Kotex classic that um big, it was like, like fashion it was like, we're doing a classic and it was just like those big gigantic 1950s maxi pads that like ladies are just like really bulky like under the pants and like yeah. it didn't play before the reason because like the guys just didn't know it wasn't like anyone purposely being like we're going to keep right. them down it was just like oh this is playing differently you know um so i think like all this inclusion stuff it's like yeah you got to do it in every department and so it's not just like mm -hmm. one poor actor like trying to represent right. for everyone from their entire universe um here's let me ask you guys a question because i've theorized sure. about this and i you were there at the time that i'm thinking about so you you know bo and yang right who's on mm -hmm. there now who oh, i yeah. think is so funny yeah. have you seen the bit he did where he funny. played the iceberg from titanic yes yes hysterical I saw him with the outfit on and yeah, then they so talked about it. I don't know if I saw it's a, it. It's yeah. a really funny update feature. He, he comes out and he's like the iceberg from Titanic and he's there. He's there to like talk about his album and they're like, well, let's talk about the Titanic or whatever. Yeah, and he, <laughs> just does, That's hilarious. he just does this whole thing that I think is like actually sort of defining this like new comedy of like we're looking yeah. at the world from a different perspective. And he's like, mm -hmm. listen, I was in the ocean. You came to where I live. You hit me. Like, just like, which is all yeah, true. Yeah, it's like, hilarious. But I was saying that, like, it was so funny. And I was like, I don't know if Bowen 
could have gotten that on. Like, I don't know if Bowen could have gotten in the mm-hmm. room with like Norm and Downey and gotten that on. Do you think they would have been saying. like, I don't know about, I don't like this kid. Like, I don't I want mean, to clever. them. And like, uh, but like, yeah, it sounds time. like Eddie, Eddie, is it Eddie is or, you know, when I would watch mm-hmm. some of these European standups, you know, it was, they had bits about the Renaissance and all this different way of looking at stuff. It, it seems yeah. reminiscent of that. It seems very, but European. if you, if you have some game, like you were talking about the women, it, you can sniff out someone who doesn't have any chop after a yeah. few weeks of like the, so if all the women you've mentioned are really good, yeah. uh, which they are, I think that matters it's just getting them in front of people so right. if they get the opportunity and they did and then they were great and then the writers you're saying i don't know all the writers but the unsung heroes that are propping up the show with great writing yeah that's 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 unreal too you can tell i, when I someone's think that not it's good. a they natural evolution like if i went on and when i do the church lay on there i feel like i'm really doing you know kind of uh vaudeville or something i mean it's so ham-fisted mm-hmm. it came from my stand-up in the early 80s and so i don't think that would be in fashion <laughs> You know, t- right. times do change. There's a, yeah, that's a dry, that's a really interesting observation. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it is true though that like people who have the sheer balls to do it and the, like it is, it is evolution and it is survival of the fittest. And so like, if you mm-hmm. could get that up at the table, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe they, they recognize, I mean, the, the weirder the bit, but like that just sounds, I don't even know anything. Just you tell me right there. It's such a interesting really idea. And that. then I'm, I think he performed it very well. Yeah, we were wanting to joke. talk to him too because just his experience coming on and and actually not just like oh we're gonna we have an Asian American it's like no yeah. bring someone on and they and they're good and they blow up they and you're kill. like oh are yeah. we missing out yeah what's going on here yeah. he sounds like one that's really popping out it's funny he's, he's killing he's got he's fu- funny rhythms yep hmm hey you were an improv group right <laughs> yeah can I tell All you guys right. a nightmare that I'm experiencing right now which is. I got asked to do, there's this show on Broadway right now called Freestyle Love Supreme. And mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's a big hit, it's, Tina. It's a big hit. It's really cool. I saw it off Broadway. Everyone loves it. And it's all like improvised rap and music. And they were asked me to be a guest on it. I'm going to be a guest there on Thursday night. And Whoa. I kept, I kept making sure they know, like, I think like, Oh, I'll be a guest. Like I'll be like a monologist, like an ASCAT. Like, right. like they know that I do not improvise music. Right. And sure. my manager's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, and I'm just for the next couple of days, I just keep having like recurring daymares that I don't gonna, know. I can't this. improvise music. Y'all are they going to ask <laughs> you to do freestyle horrible. rap, like in a they, battle? I can't, I can't, yeah. can't do that. Right. Well, yes, you can. Let me, let me just like give you, let me I give want you, you to play I'll freeze tag. You. Tom Cruise. No, I can't. <laughs> no, don't Tom make her. Tom Cruise, how nothing to lose. Got to get some booze. What you going to do? I Wait had, a minute. Dana, I you fell asleep go do it. And I you snoozed. can practice. You have to practice with, with your daughters. They'll love you for it. Just Oh, my God. Tina Bale. Give me a word. Bail. I'll start rhyming it. David, give me no. a word. A lead in. Counterpoint. Counter, Tina Bale. Counterpoint. No, Got to go to a joint. Oh, here's sorry. what I can do. If, if I, I can go there and I can be like, Give me a word, and they say blender, and I tell a story about a blender, and then they make up a rap. Fucking please. How about you go, give me a word, and you say blender, and then they do everything. You know what you're going to do, Tina, and you don't even know it yet, because your instincts are (laughs) so good. Forget it. I'm out. You're going to get out there and try to start rapping, and then you're going to deconstruct it into this nerdy... person who can't really do it and you're going to get triple the laughs maybe i shouldn't have put that scene in your head check check the papers friday morning don't you feel like when you agree to stuff like a podcast like when the day comes and you look at your calendar you're like really 
All right. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there's I just mean, so much you can do. How did you get roped into this? Yeah. I just, they asked me and I said, yes, of course. I love those guys. Um, did you think you'd be okay. able to talk at some point? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this is pretty, this is a pretty good back and forth for podcasts. Sometimes it's worse. Lauren always said this phrase to me a lot. There's a lot of goodwill. So that would apply to you mm -hmm. when you get on that stage. That only lasts for like the first 30 seconds. I know. That only makes me nervous. I mean, I call him. One of the hosting, I called him. He goes, it's really, it's sort of a victory lap. I go, really? I mean, <laughs> shouldn't I work on something? No. <laughs> Anything he says is funny. That's, a, <laughs> that's when somebody else, when someone write like a 12 minute cold open, they'd be like, well, that was all the goodwill. Now, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And everyone's like out of it already. Yeah. Like, My lung hasn't well, even started. Warm down. So, Tina, what, what question have you never been asked that you want to be asked? <laughs> what question have I never been asked? One word. Oh, Robert Carlock. One word. Robert Carlock. Oh. Uh, one word. Wasp. <laughs> Two words. Two words. Wasp, um, wasp genius. Yeah. Yes, he does have a sort of a Yankee Doodle Dandy kind mm -hmm. of sweater. Uh, Chumley. Um. Yeah, Harvard. Jimmy. When you were a little kid, this I asked this to everybody because I like I just like picturing you at little mm -hmm. at ten or something. What, what was your favorite toy or a toy you can remember or a bicycle from your as a child that was like a cool thing or a cool gift that you got? Uh, well, I I'll sh well this you won't be able to see this but on the thing, but I'll tell you about it and then I'll show you guys. I have a dollhouse, Fisher Price dollhouse that my parents got me when I was a kid. And um, I, oh. my dad like wrapped up every part of it and kept it really nice. And then a few years ago, I get, tried to give it to my daughters when they were smaller and they, you know, have a much more privileged life than I have. And they, I found it <laughs> yeah. like in a corner under a bunch of other toys. And I was like, fuck it, I'm taking it back. And so now I keep it here at my office and I'll show it oh, to you. Okay. The She's camera's swishing around here. We saw piano. We saw a window. pile of money in the corner. We There's see this adorable, bricks. looks like see? a bag of some kind of illicit substance. Oh, look, yeah, it's cool. It's open and air. Look yeah. at this guy. It looks like Leonard Nimoy. So weird. Oh, God, that's a splitting that image. That guy could be played by Will Ferrell. That, that is. It's like a Will Ferrell call. It's like a little Will Ferrell doll. Oh, look at how cute. Is that yeah. like like visual relaxation when you look at that? Does it? Yeah. Is it, like, do you feel? I didn't never expect <laughs> you know that I, mean? I would look at that seventies couch that it came with. Wow, we're looking look at, at that roof. I think it's my awesome. sister had this. I that looks so familiar. Yeah, it's the basic, yeah. you know, and um, it's not Barbie or anything. No, it's, very, it's Fisher Price, and it's awesome. Yeah, and mm -hmm. so that is my favorite toy, and I still have it. Wow, I like that you like that. I like you more. Thanks. That's kind of that's kind of hip. That cool. that's in oh, your office. I had office. a question. Wish I had no, an yeah. office. Yeah, go ahead. No way, yeah. Maybe I didn't. Oh, I was gonna say, my daughter. I made her watch Mean Girls, and uh, yeah. even though she was a little, it's a little early. She was twelve. No, that's fine. And I go, that's I thought right. you know you, it's a little rough, but she's also, I'm not thinking like I just wanted to see something that really cracked me up and she'd probably like, and then. But she hasn't been to high school and had Mean Girls. I don't know, but I'm sure there's some version of it along the way. And now she loves it. And then her mom goes, oh, she keeps playing it. I'm like, I love it. Because Mean Girl sort of just keeps keeps kicking. It's on Broadway. It's always on. It was on Broadway. It's on tour it's now. It's off Broadway. It's on tour now. It's on tour now, yeah. But um, Tina has so many things, Dana. Like when people ask me, there's like three Tina things they has, go to. Yeah. And Tina has, I, I can't imagine what the top three on the street they know you from. You know well, what I people was, know yeah. me from is... Uh, a movie that I did with Amy called Baby Mama. People are yep. always like, Baby oh, Mama. I fucking love that. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 
That's it. Date night was what? a killer too. Ah, that's was, nice. But, Steve but baby mama yeah. is just had that hooky thing of like you and her together was really smart and really fun. Do you guys, when you get out there and you have that, you just look at each other and kind of start internally laughing or something. I mean, it seems like there's such a, there's a real we pop do, with you too. You know, when I see oh, you thanks, together. You know, we go, we go back to Chicago. Like we toured second city together. We, mm-hmm. we, we were on the improv team together. We really, really go way back. So, we just to have a real ease working with each other. Like if we have to host something and we're just like figuring out mm-hmm. the jokes and whatever, it's just, um, shorthand, shorthand is great. Yeah. Like you, do you have people that you feel that way about? Well, I, for you? I, I, I have this theory that if you meet Swartzen people before an anybody's <laughs> person in my life, uh, but D- Tina, you also had a uh, Jimmy on update and you did great. Yeah. And then you have Amy. Is it, is it, it was that a scary switcheroo or probably easy. Oh, um, it was, I remember it was a, it was in a kind of classic Lauren way too. He sort of was leaving it up to me to pick what to uh, do. Your and, decision after and Fallon. I, okay. After Jimmy left and I tested with people and I did stuff. And then and I had that thing where I felt like I was like, oh, I think I'm supposed to want to do it by myself. Like if I was, oh, yeah. if I really, but I didn't want to do it by myself uh, because that's not really Mm-hmm. I'm not a stand up, but it's not my thing. And so it was really it's like it's couple It's fun it, with someone. It's more fun with someone and you have oh, someone yeah. when the jokes f- f- flail, you have someone to play off of and it's yeah, way more yeah, fun. Yeah. And so it was like the week of we finally decided. And then people so always Amy, make a big deal. Like Amy. it's the first time we had two women doing update. So it was another yeah. first for the show. Yes. First time head writer, first time this. I just want to yeah. I don't know how much more time we have, but I wanted to Talk about how much fun I had working with your husband on, uh, and he's very patient because I'm horrible at click tracks. Tick, tick, and then my character's singing in this cartoon Mulligan, click, click. Yeah. And I would miss it. And he'd go, Oh, we can work at that. We could do that. We can do this. And I remember working with Cheryl Hardwick as well. Yeah. And that, the, great the person is the music person who can just kind of play any genre, yeah, any great. style. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I had a lot of fun with him on the Zoom coaching me. He's so. the best. Jeff Richmond is the best. And yeah, so patient with like comedy writers writing lyrics and comedians singing, like just infinite mm. patience. Yeah, that that's was true. it. Was nice when we got to do that Broadway show. He wrote all the music for it because it was like, oh, it's people that can really sing, like, <laughs> rather than comedians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, one time I was doing looping on Black Sheep, that old movie. Oh, yeah. a couple people remember. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Black Sheep. Um, yeah. So Chris we were Harley. doing looping and. uh I left and Chris was coming in and he's like, they do beeps and shit. I go, yeah. So um, anyway, he goes, I left after two hours. I go, what? I thought you were supposed to do four. He goes, I couldn't get it. He, I go, you didn't get any. He goes, mm-mm. <laughs> two hours? <laughs> he goes, it goes beep, beep, beep. Then you're supposed to, beep, I don't even, I don't know beep, what the fuck they're beep, talking about. Go. <laughs> I know, it's, it's pretty simple. Because he was a pure performer. He wasn't Yeah, like, he, he just was wanted to go, let me just, Right, he wants to change the lines and just do it different and just do a better yeah. performance. And it's it's just uh, looping is a very tough, you know, dirty yeah. secret. So, but. Uh, real quick, the girls' sketch where you played the kind of Eastern European woman is hysterical. Oh yes, Bl- that was fun. I think Seth wrote These that. These are for just me. compliments. Seth wrote that dude, for you. I think Seth wrote that. Yeah, when I was that was to... great. What about Bush twins with, with you Bush and Amy? Twins, that was me and funny. Amy. I think I wrote that. Okay, so so for the young people out there that want to get into comedy writing, want to you know look these things hit up. Hit her name, hit YouTube. They're and on then YouTube. Just crack you up. know. Um, well, do you have Thank anything you, else, David? <laughs> I don't, no, she's great. I'm sure you that gave us she's such got a chunk. people to meet and places to go. 
Well, I, I love you guys. You're my favorite. When I was a kid, when I was a teenager watching the show, I had a crush on both of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, you're like America's sweetheart. Weren't you called that at one point? <laughs> or the thinking man sex or something. Yeah, They've always been like, oh, yeah. not a thing. Not a thing. <laughs> You still do your Philly accent around the house or no? Um, I do it all the time, hon. Me and my friends, we go down to shore. We just, Dana, can you do that accent? Because I uh, I tried to teach it to Jimmy and he kind of couldn't do it. And I was like, we found his Achilles heel because he can do everything. Can you do uh, I would, Philly? I would have to study it. I'd have to know. I'd, I'd need a source track because I would all right, go all over you. East Coast, you know, WADA, WADA, which, what are you yeah. guys doing? But see, I would just I go you were mayor of Hollywood. Brooklyn. Mayor can I just M-A-R-E. hear it real quickly then? And yeah, I'll, let me I'll, think. Um, all right, Lee Mealing's like, I'm going down, I'm going down the street. We're going to get hoagies. And like, then we're just going to go like sit somewhere and like smoke. Hoagies. You sit somewhere <laughs> and smoke. Yeah, it's very specific. It's very easy to go Michael Caine with that. We're going to sit somewhere and smoke, you know. Were you excited about Mayor of Easton? I was. I also was like, I guess uh, my phone was broken for a Mayor of Easton. I guess. Uh, <laughs> but I <laughs> thought, it easy, it, I thought she killed it. She killed that because that is a really hard dialect. She, she crushed it. Oh. To think about that and your lines, and then you got to do your lines right, and yeah. you want to do them the acting way you need to do them. Yeah. I did New Hampshire once, and they go, "That sounded a little boss," and I'm like, "Listen, guys, the people watching yeah. my movie will be Same four thing. to seven years old. Yeah, <laughs> just relax." I says, "Petridge Farm, fresh and flaky turnovers. <laughs> That's the way Petridge you do farm. it. Petridge Farm. You can uh-huh. get in one word, but I, I'm no. I mean, you know, Daryl Hammond. There's people of incredible ears. Oh, I really need to listen or hang out with someone a lot." You know, we'll check back. Daryl, yeah, Daryl is yeah. is amazing. Right, let's let Tina finish her makeup. My favorite part of the day is going to sleep. I like to go to sleep. Yeah, without uh, any medication at all, just nothing. Because I have to take maybe Ambien. a melatonin gummy, maybe a over the counter yeah. melatonin let's gummy. Party. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> wink, wink, womp, womp. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you my melatonin guy. I'll text you. <laughs> Do you think if I say it enough, I'll get a free thing from CVS, like a free <laughs> thing of gummy? Dude, I went to a weed store and the guy goes, here, man. He's like, hey, he, and, and, you know, because I was, the guy was floundering and he goes, hey, Spade, I'm the owner. Listen, hey, Jimmy, grab him some uh, fentanyl crab cakes and get him some, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, some PCP candy corns. I go, no, 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 I'm okay. But he gave me a little gummy of weed and then I, took it and he goes don't eat the whole thing i go it's a fucking inch of food dude he goes just eat the ear i go i don't know that's why i have a vodka soda i know what i'm getting my wife and i tried a gummy bear of marijuana because it was (laughs) instead of ambient let's sleep god and we hallucinated all night long the entire house was going up and down i couldn't walk it's terrifying so be careful baby boomers no we were really foolish we were doing it for my mother-in-law who's 90 we thought we'll experiment with them because her friends at church, she's very Catholic, are all taking a little bit of cannabis for sleep. And that's why we did it. But, but you survived. had the wrong stuff. You had the. Well, too much. Yeah. No tolerance. I didn't know, you know, I hadn't smoked yeah. pot since 1982. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're halfway Tina, done. Let's take time. a little break. Yeah. We'll come back thanks with Tina. Let's <laughs> take a little break and do the real hour. Tina, thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this. It's so fun thanks, to see guys. you. And now if we see you, we'll go, hey, we feel like we know each other even better. Hey, coming up next, we got Conan O'Brien, our old buddy. Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. Production and engineering led by Greg Holtzman, Richard Cook, Serena Regan, and Chris Basil of Cadence 13. 